Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Adam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, good, thank you very much. And I've got Jesse Loesch. Yes! Wait, Adam didn't ask how you were doing. And you no, said good, thank you very much. That was awesome. Oh, I, I said good, thank you, you. Oh, I missed the you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I've been out so long that I, I, you know, the motions have been lost on me. So happy to be back. Good. Ah, uh, Jesse, I just remembered what I forgot to tell you. Another thing I forgot to tell you. What, Adam? Oh, 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 Debs keeps popping up on my um, people I should follow on Instagram. Who does? A, a certain Deborah Loesch. Oh, that's my aunt. Yeah. What a strange, small Uruguayan coincidence. I know, right? Yeah, she knows the Forlan family. <laughs> well, that's how small Uruguay is. <laughs> Uh, Deborah Loesch actually follows me, and yeah. I follow I follow her. Oh, I've been, been one up. <laughs> and this is like Taylor Swift's birthday all over. <laughs> and Mummy Loesch follows me as well. <laughs> yeah, she likes Chris better than she likes me, but that's okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So this week we're going to be talking about the Champions League games that happened, the Premier League game that happened in midweek on Wednesday um, we're going to be talking about bits and bobs news leagues coming up this weekend and other such bits and bobs so we're going to start in Portugal on Tuesday night um, it was Benfica 1 Liverpool 3 so Liverpool took the lead through Ibrahim McInerney header uh, Sadio Mane added to that lead uh, before uh, Nunes pulled on back for uh, Luis Diaz ex-Porto player who had a stick thrown at him by the Benfica fans he's obviously welcome back there uh, maybe three-one to Liverpool. Uh, Klopp says they're quite unquote not in dreamland yet. Um, Adam, are they in dreamland? Are they through to the next round? Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying that in case the players are listening? You want to get into a false sense of security, or you genuinely mean that? They're obviously definitely listening. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you want to say like, hi to any one of them in particular? No. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> anything, anything the opposite. Well, goodbye. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, are you worried about Bayern playing them in the final then is that why you've been saying me yeah that's my problem yeah Yeah. Bayern, Bayern, Bayern aren't making it to the final they're cursed <laughs> uh, okay so um, what did you think of the you've just seen the goals now haven't you Chris why do you have to break down the illusion I think the illusion I mean the illusion is you've actually watched them I mean if you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've just now you've just given that up you're very good at admitting yourself you never normally watch Champions League games so. <laughs> no I'm not in the knockout stages <laughs> oh okay sorry you were rooted to... so you were you were there with your press pass in Benfica weren't you yeah 
Okay, and what was the sort of atmosphere in the stadium like? Oh, it was buzzing. Was it? Yeah. And what did you make of Liverpool's performance in the stadium? Just bearing in mind you can see the whole pitch, sad, can't you? It's sad that there's no Eagles anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I think one of them died. Or is that Crystal Palace? I get confused. I don't know. Crystal Palace is, Crystal Palace is where someone got in jail for trying to punch one. I remember that. Don, mm. Don Henley's still alive, isn't he? Um, sorry, yeah, what was the question? Just in in Liverpool the were Liverpool were good. So when you were watching from your uh, sort of, were you high up in the ground or were you sort of, where yeah, did the press yeah. box? Yeah, well, it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's not, it's medium, I'd say. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I got the impression, the yeah, I got the impression from watching TV, it could have been more if not for the Benfica keeper, but two things. Yeah, that's a great impression. Yeah, uh, two things. I thought Mo Salah was sort of lacking a touch a little bit, but Trent Alexander-Arnold's passing was just absolutely sublime. Because he, because every time, um, every time Mo Salah gets to pull on a Liverpool shirt, he gets to look across and see Sadio Mane, Mane <laughs> trolling him. See, see everything that he could have won. What was Jonathan Wilson saying to you in the press box? Uh, you know, just talking about how um, how tactically astute I am and how no one sort of understands the game. <laughs> How underappreciated you are yeah. <laughs> as a person and a podcaster. Yeah, he sort of says, like, <laughs> essentially, I, d I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think sort of like, sort of like I'm sort of like, you know how like the the, the Times is the, the newspaper of record? Mm. Yeah, well, like I'm that to him for football. So you're like the Murdoch shill of football. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Jesse, were you um, pitch side with Adam? I wasn't yes. pitch side. I was always. Oh, sorry, you were in the stands. Sorry. Jesse was the pitch side correspondent. I was. Yeah. He was the one who could tell you more about the atmosphere. What was yeah. um, What was Jürgen Klopp saying on the bench, Jesse? You know, it was hard to tell because the sun kept hitting his teeth, and it was all, it was all in German and foreign as well. Yeah. The sun? Now... What? At nine o'clock at night? So you may as well not have been saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the sun at nine o'clock at night in April was shining on his teeth. Yeah, yeah but the game doesn't start. You cannot discount how Portugal's in the same time zone, Chris. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. But they yeah. were. Yeah. You've embarrassed yourself now. Oh, damn it! Now about time zones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam, do you remember that time? It was. I think it was like the twenty-fourth minute or so when he just reached into his pockets and pulled out a bratwurst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, are you, did he start invading the Benfica touchline? Germans do that. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot no, of next time, next time they play Lucia Warsaw, they're in trouble. <laughs> Was he laying his beach towel on the, sort of the edge of the pitch? <laughs> uh, okay, so Jesse, do you think Liverpool are home and dry? Bearing in mind away goals don't count, do they? I'm going to say, Chris. What? So get your chest. Nope. What is stopping you from doing that? Um, because, well, for a start, my stomach sticks out further than my chest, not the other way around. So it's not as sort of a prolific an action as it would be for others. Um, and you second, secondly, away goals. Away... Lift up shoulders. How's that? Okay. Away goals don't count anymore either, do they? But I know a manager of a certain other team who's in exactly the same position score-wise. He says that the tie's over, Chris. But he's in the other side of it. Oh, no. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, well, also on the same night, it was Manchester City 1, Atletico Madrid nil. Kevin De Bruyne after 70 minutes after a lovely Phil Foden assist. Um, 
Manchester City had um, oh, what's 100 minus 29? 71. Manchester City had 71% possession, uh, 15 shots. Atletico Madrid had no shots. City nine corners, um, but zero uh, for Atletico Madrid. Some people talk about this being a Atleti masterclass or a Simeone masterclass, but they've lost, so they've got to go chasing the game next week against a very good attacking Manchester City team. Was this really a Simeone masterclass, uh, Jesse? No, I, I, no. Well, <laughs> Jesse, was it a Simeone masterclass? I, Adam, where, well, how is that going to go? Where were you going? <laughs> I was just going to talk about how I, I, I actually think that Atleti are quite poor. Oh, did you? Um, okay. Like, as a team, I think they're quite poor. Did you think they were poor? I mean, it must be hard sort of keeping track of two games at once when you're actually attending one. But, yeah, um, but, <laughs> but when you were sort of... Sort of... I'm, like, I'm like Marcelo Bielsa, I've trained myself. Yeah, okay. Well, you know what Napoleon said? Napoleon said, he who defends everything defends nothing. So the football equivalent is, he who watches everything watches nothing. Yeah, but that's why I don't watch the stuff that's happening in like in like Mozambique or whatever you watch. <laughs> uh, so you don't think this is? You think? Did you see? You only seen the goals from last night, haven't you? Okay, um, I saw. No, I actually saw a little bit of this this game live. Mm. I caught the I caught the end. Oh, as you were packing up your laptop and stuff. By the time I got home, yeah. I, um... By the time you got home, how much injury time was there? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, home from, I was about to tell you, but I've been to the gym, but I was, that was a different, obviously a different day. <laughs> yeah. You went home to the Airbnb that you had near the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, fair I'm enough. I'm obviously in Benfica so often it feels like home. <laughs> um, are you going to see Zhao with Andy Hinchcliffe, have you? Is that what you've done? Yeah, like home is obviously where you hang your hat. Yeah, Beautiful. exactly. Uh, yeah, Jesse, what did you think to this game? I didn't get to. I just watched the highlights of this game. And what did you think to the highlights? Obviously, aside from being in in the match, but then I was just doing Adam's, you know, grunge work for him. So, so who do you think? So I mean, obviously, City have got the goal. Yeah. Uh, and I guess uh, if you're going to do some sort of percentage thing as to who's going through next week, where what sort of where would your sort of percentages lie? Like ninety percent into ninety five percent in terms of City. Oh really? Okay. That works. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse. Well, I don't... I don't think that I don't see Atleti having the ability to score two goals and not concede. I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if they score one goal. I think the I think Atleti have not decided where their focus are. This is where, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? Forget the grammar on that one. Um, and it's really cost them um Simeone is trying to do everything he he also doesn't have as deep a bench as he thinks he does so his players are constantly injured and tired he doesn't uh, have a co- they don't have a coherent goal for it yeah they don't know what they want to be in terms of like like Jesse said they actually keep doing this sort of thing where they it's like the it's a bit like what a little bit maybe even more glamorous well, obviously a more glamorous version Chris like what happened to Stoke where Stoke got promoted under under Pulis came up played terrible football got established 
in, became a very established Premier League club playing terrible football, <laughs> and then that wasn't enough for the fans. Like the fans then demanded more, and they tried to become more, um, more expansive as a team, and they hired managers they hoped would do that, and they got relegated, and Atleti have achieved great things in the Simeone. They've won multiple league titles. They've got to Champions League finals. And every time, they, they, they'll, every once in a while, they'll start a season and try and be more expensive. They'll try and have more creative flair players. They'll spend 90 million euros on Jao Felix and and stuff like this. But what what really works up front, essentially for in a Simeone team, is, is a bastard, right? Like, who have been the, be- the best players who've played up front for for Atleti have been uh, Diego Costa and Luis Suarez last season. Mm. And and to his credit, I mean, Kieran <clears throat> Trippett played beautifully. He really yeah. did. Yeah. Well, yeah. He played. well, he was watching Sam Fender on Tuesday night. Um, <laughs> um, it's I don't I think that Joe Felix has a lot more to give, but he's not the one who's going to be developed. Nobody's giving him what he needs right now. Yeah, I don't think Simeone is the one to get that out of him Exactly. Either. Do you um, think he... Sorry, go on. No, no. Yeah. No, sorry, I keep interrupting you. You carry on. No, no, it's okay. I think I think we're all saying the same thing, which is that, like, you know, Simeone is playing sort of... I hate using this, but, you know, he's playing schizophrenic football here where you, you can't... You can't pin the expectations of winning the league, winning the Copa del Rey, winning Champions League on seven players who are also going back to play, you know, international qualifiers and not and not expect the this to happen. <laughs> so was it a mistake buying Jao Felix or should they have yeah. Waited a little bit longer or I don't think it's a mistake to buy him. I think it's a mistake to buy him and not use him. Okay. I think it's evident of what kind of um of I just don't think he's a he's a Simeone player. But I think that uh, maybe Maybe Simeone doesn't strike me as the kind as the kind of person who gives a fuck what anyone thinks. But I wonder whether that there's just that. Obviously, he's an elite sportsman in his own right, and I just wonder whether there's that bit of ego about after a point, sort of winning isn't enough, right? And people want to win in us win in style. Mm. I don't know. And maybe that's why you try and do that, and you—that's why you buy a player like Jal Felix, and you what, sort of one of one of world football's hottest young talents. At the, I imagine he still is considered that, but at, at the time they bought him, it, if anything, it was a bit of a surprise to see him going to Atleti. You put, because in my mind, as, as good as they are, they are kind of a second-tier elite club, right? Uh, well, you know what I mean? As in, yeah. as in, they're not Real and Barcelona. They're not. I was going to ask, but in this year, Barcelona's not Barcelona. No, but I'm talking about sort of on that the ones that have the prestige as well as the money and the mm. 
and most of the time the squads and the and, and the, the talent, the one. So Bayern Munich, Juventus, okay, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United. Um, Pep said, uh, "quote unquote, we had chances to score a second or third. Simeone said, uh, "It's a bad result, but we won one nil and we were looking to win." Um, uh, Steph- what, a, what that is a what a nothing statement that is. Well, that was as best that was good as I could find. <laughs> we lost one nil. It's a bad result. <laughs> we were trying to win. Oh, I actually love that. Uh, Rossi, Stefan Savage keep on playing with Jack Grealish's hair. Who wouldn't want to play with his hair? It's luscious. Yeah. I think if the, I think it might be dirty. No. That's... Uh, he just strikes me as someone who maybe doesn't shower enough. Well, he's just got that Gucci contract. Well, well conditioned. Yeah, but I'm just, I just, I still remember those images after, of after, after Villa got promoted and he spent like, he went on like a three-day bender in. <laughs> in, the, in London, and was just turning out places just with beer bottles. And, yeah. Um, oh, I, I just feel that, like I if that game went on five minutes longer. He, British would have got someone sent off. You think? Yeah, I think they kind. I think they, they, they've lost it a little bit. I, I, they obviously try, they try and wine play like they try and wine players up. They try and engage in the, if, if ever. And it, a player is going to engage in dark arts. A, a team is going to engage in dark arts against English teams. It's going to be one led by Diego Simeone, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think they they tried to do that, but I just think something went the other way. And yeah, they were um, on the wrong on the wrong side of that. They were trying to just they were just kicking up in the air every time. Okay, uh, right, so Wednesday, by the time you've flown back to um, Blighty... Hold you... on, sorry. What? We've not talked about anything good in that game. We spent like... about eight minutes talking about this game. Yeah, but uh, all of it was talking about... about. Normally, teams only talk about the about the podcast, only talk about the, the winners, and but we've spent all our time talking about Simeone. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not, but let's talk about... like um, Phil Foden came on and completely changed the game. There you go, you've said it now. Yeah, but <laughs> that pass for, for, for that through ball for yes. De Bruyne is just incredible. And you, I, I kind of wonder with with Foden is sort of he's what he's so good in like does he need to nail down a position? I think players at City got to be so they're so fluid in what they're asked to do that does he need to nail down a position? Maybe not. Maybe when Pep goes and somebody else comes in, he might need to. But at the moment, being a sort of man for all season seems to suit what Pep wants, doesn't it? Sure, and, and that's probably your priority. But say, say you're Gareth Southgate, mm. but where do you play? Like, where where would you play Foden in your England team? I don't know. Does he play midfield as an eight alongside? Do you play him, Bellingham, and Rice? Does he play right wing, left wing? Does he like? It know. makes that a challenge, doesn't it? Certainly does. Certainly does. Unfortunately, oh, sorry. My... Now, you, now you can talk about games that happened on other days because oh, I'm okay. upset, upset about. That. <laughs> no, no, I just haven't got anything to say. My entire view of Phil Foden is clouded by the fact that the man at St. Austell Football Golf said he wasn't very good. So I find it very, you know, it's a completely irrational thing, but. 
Yeah. Those part, every time you tell that, the more you tell that story, the more I think it was someone who might have looked a little bit like Phil Foden who just went along <laughs> with it. Um, on Wednesday, uh, you got a bat, didn't you? And then you were straight over to Stamford Bridge, didn't you? Absolutely, yeah. I've got very wet. Did you? Yeah. Uh, it was so raining a fair bit. I much preferred it in, Port- in Lisbon. It was lovely. Yeah, so that was Chelsea 1, Real Madrid 3. Uh, Kai Havertz for, um, replied to, for Chelsea after Karim Benzema's two headers put them 2 up. And then uh, he got a third hilariously in the 46th minute after Edouard Mendy gave that ball away. Um, two lovely headers, Jesse, weren't they, from Benzema? Sure, sure, why not? You don't want to say nice things about him, do you? No. <laughs> Adam, no, they I, not... love, I love the second header. Was that your favourite one, was it? Yeah. That was my so... favourite as well. I think it's a lot better than the first header. I think so. There's a lot more placement on that second one, isn't there? He's got to go. He's got to sort of head it back from where it came. He's backpedalling. He heads it back, like you said, from where it came. Just used all the pace on the cross. Mm. Just puts it out of the reach of Mendy. Um, it's slow enough motion that everyone. One of those ones where you can watch it go in and you you know the whole time it's going in. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. From the camera behind the goal. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I'm. I. Yeah. I loved it. So I'm guessing when Chelsea come in 2-1 down at half-time, Thomas Tuchel tells them to sort of keep it tight the first few minutes of the second half, don't do anything stupid. A bit like sort of Balotelli not trying to get sent off for Inter Milan. Um... went full PSG. <laughs> never go full PSG. <laughs> what on earth happened there with Edward Mendy? Trying to... Was it Rudiger who's trying to give the ball to, was it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just sort of ca- seemed to catch the bottom of his studs and just roll five yards to his to his left. Yeah, that was rather um, unfortunate. I, we haven't talked about the biggest problem in this game, which was and the big the biggest problem in this game is why on earth did Real Madrid have to play in blue socks? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't notice that. <laughs> and it was the and it was the fact that Chelsea had to play in white socks, so they had to wear in contrasting socks. Who? in their right mind is identifying the players on the pitch from the knee down only short people that is quite a good point actually what short people what? My <laughs> no your point sorry <laughs> short people <laughs> very good point Jesse. short people <laughs> now, wait. If, if we're talking kits then we have to talk about Chelsea's entire oh everything about it shoulder to yeah. cleat because um, that they're like um, ninety oh, throwback geometric, it's horrifying. Yeah, it does look like someone was playing about on the fill function for Microsoft Paint. It's thank you. It's it's it should not be. Somebody's like intern should have gotten fired and told that graphic design is not their forte. <laughs> um, but yeah, why would you ruin the whole sort of all-white Real Madridness with that? No, that sounds a very strange thing. Um, Jesse Vinicius Junior was very good, wasn't he? He's very good. Oh, I asked annoyingly good. I asked Emma a few weeks ago. Um, Don't but... ask Emma about Real Madrid. <laughs> well, no, I, she was very nice about him. I said to her in the conversation about Mbappe and Haaland being the next big generational players. Are we forgetting Vinicius Junior? And she sort of agreed with me. What do you think? I think he's so I. He's so creative. He's fun to watch. He's so freaking fast. Mm. Um, but he's like twisty fast. I just. He's um. I love that he's not on one of my rival teams. I mean, kind of ish, but 
yeah, he's he's just getting better, which is shocking because he started very good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, given the news that Andres Christensen might well be on his way to uh, Barcelona, I'm sure he's looking forward to next season's Classico facing uh, Vinicius Junior again. Um, but what should be pointed out there is that actually Thomas Tuchel dropped a bollock. Like, he, he got it tactically wrong in that yeah. first half. Why you would put... When you have a player like... Especially when you have a player like Rhys James, who's, who's strong and powerful and fast, who could also have played at right centre-back for you if you'd wanted to, mm. and, and been able to cover that if you really insisted on wanting to have three at the back because of a certain shape that you wanted to play. Then, then, then do that. But putting Christiansen out there was putting you were, you were essentially giving him a death sentence and hanging him out to dry. What was Henry Winter saying in the press box about um, about I these? Li- to whatever Henry has to say. <laughs> oh, did you have your ear the other way towards Barney Rooney? What was he saying about the uh, Romelu Lukaku misses with the headers? Uh, it was very poetic, is what I remember. <laughs> very whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he missed a couple of... Are they easy chances, do you think? I think they were fairly easy, weren't they? You'd expect him to do better. Uh, yeah, there was a bit when, when I was I was insisting to, to Barney that actually Benzema's a rubbish striker because he missed the easiest ch- chance of the game. <laughs> and good strikers don't, don't, don't miss those, they score them. And what did he say to you? Uh, he, he, uh, he agreed because obviously he, he knows the... He knows how Wilson the opinion Wilson holds me in, and that obviously, <laughs> if it's good enough for Wilson, it's good enough for for anyone else. That's true. Um, yeah. Jesse, uh, have we underestimated Real Madrid this season? Because I think some people, after sort of Ramos left, um, I think some people were sort of saying they might struggle a bit this season. Um, but they've beaten PSG. They've done well against this Chelsea team. They're top of La Liga. Have we got them wrong, or is this always going to happen? Anybody um, uh, underestimate them, but if they, they are, also, they also lost to PSG. That's true. And I think, I think that backline can be got at. Yeah. So, I don't think they're one of the strongest teams in the competition, but. I think they're a team that's good enough that on their night they can beat anyone. Yeah. You've got Benzema scoring, what is it, 10 goals in four games. Mm. Then you're going to win a lot of football matches. Someone asked last night on Twitter, uh, can they think of any other player who has peaked uh, so late in their career and been just sort of you know so good so late in their career? I can think of Dario Hubner, um, but I don't know what you guys can think of. Has he peaked though, or is he? Is this a, a period where he's being able to be centre stage and he's getting the recognition? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right there. What do you reckon, Jesse? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think of players who, right, maybe sort of stayed under the radar, like Adam was saying. Mm. But yeah, I'm not sure if he if he is like at his best right now, or if just people are sort of noticing. Mm-hmm. No. And he's and he's been put in a position to shine more. 
Right. He's yeah. not playing, he doesn't play second fiddle to anyone anymore. Yeah, and if he was still playing like this, but he was playing at like a, you know, Newcastle, I don't think anybody would be noticing the same way. Or if you're playing surrounded by other players who were not. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's timing. Are you telling me that he 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 would even he would struggle to keep this Everton team in the Premier League? Well, don't worry, we've got plenty of time for Everton in a minute. Uh, final game in the Champions League is Villarreal won uh, by nil. Uh, Dan Schumer after eight minutes. Um, general feeling here yeah, is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> General feeling here is that Bayern, uh, sorry, Villarreal have missed their chance. So they also hit the post. Um, Coquelin had a, uh, an equalised, uh, sorry, second goal disallowed. Um, Moreno missed that chance to sort of smash it over the top of um, Manuel Neuer from his own half. Uh, have they missed their chance, Jesse? No. No, you think they could do it in um, in the Allianz Arena, do you? Yeah, I think you can never discuss. I also don't know enough about the German league, but I don't think you can ever discount them. No? Okay. They come back annoyingly and beat teams that I've wanted them to win. <laughs> uh, Adam, what do you reckon? Um, I don't think they've missed their chance, because... Because you agree with me? <gasps> yeah. Teams can... Like, they, they've got a buffer, right? They can set up defensively. They could try and nick a goal on the break. Hmm. Um and try and stifle Bayern but it's all, uh, all all for Bayern to do now and and the pressure will be will be on them um, then you mean we I, Us. I think they could have made the, they could have they probably had the opportunities to put the tie almost beyond beyond reach yeah because as like we said well Jürgen Klopp might not think so Thomas Tuchel seems to think for being 3-1 free, free down is a uh, is a done deal. So, um, were you happy with I this result? Be, I think they will be disappointed. I think Bayern Munich should count. Bayern Munich should be counting their blessings and what they got away with. Yes. Um, yeah. Because things could be a lot worse. Uh, lots of they in that. You weren't saying we or us. Yeah. Well. Uh, am I going to say we or us in a moment as I talk about the Premier no, League last don't. night? <laughs> uh, so, Premier League... <laughs> Premier League on Wednesdays. Burnley 3, Everton 2. Uh, so, um, Burnley took the lead through Collins and then two Richarlison penalties gave Everton a 2-1 lead at half-time. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, an 85th-minute winner from Maxwell Cornet. Um Awful Everton defending for all three goals. Absolutely terrible defending. Um, is, is this Rafa's fault, Adam? I, it, I did call that at seven o'clock. You did. <laughs> is this Rafa's fault? What do you mean? Uh, no. <laughs> Can we also talk about Mike? I just don't. I want to make sure that we don't miss out on talking about the Mike Deaniness of this match. Just please put that in the in the notes. Do you mean with the VAR? Just with the everything. Just his facial expressions. His his officiating just please let us have a moment on Mike Dean okay keep going Burnley <laughs> uh, at one point now from safety and Everton um, Sean Dyche said he told the players that uh, at half time that he knew Everton couldn't hold a lead uh, and he knew they were susceptible to conceding once they were ahead oh 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 me 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 I also knew that <laughs> <laughs> uh, well 
if Sean Dyche knew that, and you know that, you know that, would do you think Frank Lampard might know that? Yeah. <laughs> so of course, I mean, this team are nothing to you anymore. But if you were still an Everton They're fan, garbage as well. <laughs> how would you, how would you be feeling about their prospects? I've got here the remaining fixtures for Everton, Burnley and Watford. So uh, I'm going to look up the bookmakers, see what the bookmakers think right now. Okay, so I'm just going to read through some of the teams that these play, these guys have got to play. So Everton have got to, uh, their next few games are home to United, home to Leicester, away at Liverpool, home to Chelsea, away at Leicester again. Uh, and then they've got Watford, which might all be sort of done and dusted. Uh, and then Brentford Palace and the finish at Arsenal, who might still be needing Champions League points. Uh, Burnley's few, next few games are quite winnable. They've got Norwich away, West Ham away, Southampton at home. We're on a bit of a dodgy streak at the moment. Uh, Wolves, Watford, Villa Spurs, uh, Villa again, I might have made a mistake there, uh, and Newcastle. Um, some very winnable games. And then Watford have got Leeds, uh, Brentford, Manchester City away, Burnley away, uh, Palace. Then there's a big game against Everton, Leicester, and they finish against Liverpool. Um, of all those three runnings, the one you don't want is Everton, isn't it? Burnley and Everton are both even money to get relegated. What does that mean? Well, they, they think that is they think it's a, the bookies think it's fifty-fifty between Burnley and Everton. Oh, okay. So they don't think Watford are going to get out. They think one of those two are going to join them. I I have it in decimal ones because it makes more sense to me when I'm trying to work out what the return is. But so Watford are about. Um, Watford and like Norwich are cut adrift. Like you, you, for every pound you bet on Norwich to get relegated, you'll win a penny. Okay. And Watford, for every pound you bet, you'd win seventeen p. Right, Jesse, I've never bet on anything in my life. Have you? I don't either. I I was pretending that I understood what he was saying, but I I don't. I don't either. I've never I've never placed a bet either in a bookies or online. No, I've never placed a bet. Well, that's not. Uh, true. It's, the, it's the Grand it's National cool. ones. It's you the guys, Grand National cool ones. Ones. So you're not gonna. Oh, is it what? You, Adam? You've never had a you've never had a flutter on the Grand National. No, never. I've done like sweepstakes at work on the National, but I've never ever placed a bet on it. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, the, that's worrying. But the fact that the bookies think it's a, as as flippant as I was being, that the bookies actually think it's even money. Jesse, I still don't understand what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, what do you make of Everton's remaining fixtures then, Adam? God, terrible. Like, and and every, you can rule out every single game away from home because, like, we uh, they're shit away from home. You've got Leicester to play twice. Who you just don't know what Leicester are going to turn up. I mean, that could easily be six points for you. And Manchester United, they're also garbage. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I hold out very little hope. Uh, what what hope do you hold out based on Frank Lampard's managerial ability? Does that give you any sort of reinforcement or not? Or are you sort of, he's just not up to the job? I don't, I don't know if he's not up to the job, as, whether I say that straight immediately. Um, but evidence is, is stacked against him mm. 
I also I'm just I know that Everton are in a terrible place at the moment squad wise yeah both in the quality of the players they have and the quantity of players they have available but when you look at um, like the the midfield options there like having to play Mason Holgate in, you play Mason Holgate in midfield in a, in a midfield four hmm but had Fabian Delph and Deli Alley on the bench, which meant he was playing a kid at centre back. Hmm. And then you look at some of the stuff we did. Admittedly, under some of this stuff is is Rafa's fault. But we spent eleven and a half million pounds on a, on Patterson, the right back from Rangers. He's injured, isn't he? I don't believe he is. He's, I've seen him play multiple times. For the, he's played for the academy. Oh, I thought I heard him thought weekly today he was injured. But maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe he is, but he's played for the under-23 sides a couple of times. Mm. And we spent all this money on him. Admittedly, not that, I, I get that £11.5 million pounds isn't huge amounts of money nowadays, but we spent money on him. When Everton, it's been evident to anyone who has seen this squad, who's looked at this squad over any time, that Everton have needed at least an option another option at right back if not a replacement at right back for two or three years now mm. um, and still John Joe Kenny's playing and John, John Joe Kenny is a best of championship player the overall vibe I get from Frank Lampard is like you know when some people sort of seem to have a rain cloud over their heads that just sort of follows them around and you just you yeah. just ew, I mean, it, was, yeah. it was it was raining in um <laughs> but no, and very windy. Did you see the, the when the corner flags almost horizontal? Yes. Um, but Eeyore is a great description. Yeah, it is a very good. Yeah, that's that's how I feel when I see it. I'm trying to think if I'm a player that needs to be motivated or is trying to get motivated by my manager, and that's the vibe he puts across. That sort of yeah. it doesn't bode well, does it? I get the impression he thinks he's better than Everton as well, and maybe some of this is a bit beneath him. Well, and, uh, and this is the... He's just waiting for his chance to have another crack at the limelight. Yeah, you know, relegation battle. I shouldn't be involved in this. Maybe he thinks... I, I, I did spend a season at City, so maybe they'll have to... <laughs> I'm, I'm the heir apparent when Pep plays. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, right, bits and bobs of news. So, um, finance corner, Adam. It's back for you. Uh, new UEFA regulations will limit club spending on wages, transfers and agents' fees to 70% of revenue. Um... Oh, These... Can you get it to math again? <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? The new what, rules coming. What, what a crazy idea it is to spend more on wages than you uh, bring in. Well, the new rules come into place in June, and the club's got three years to implement them. Uh, Alexander Seferovin, the head of UEFA, says, quote, quote, These rules will help us protect the game and prepare for any potential future stock, uh, shock. I think this is stop play, uh, clubs spending like 120% of their revenue or turnover on wages, isn't it? Not like a lot of championship teams. But you don't like this idea. No, I like it. Actually. Oh, you do like it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, US cryptocurrency group uh, Wagme United LLC have taken over Crawley after they had a bid for Bradford City fail. Um, no, nothing is possibly going to go wrong. <laughs> uh, Liverpool have agreed to sign Fabio Carvalho from Fulham for an initial £5 million fee, raising to 8.4. So personal terms were agreed in January. Liverpool nearly got him in January. Uh, it's shit like this that makes me angry. What? Well... I've, I've seen him play. Yeah. And I think 
So it makes me angry in a lot of things because I think he's quite good and I think this is a really smart signing for Liverpool. Okay. But why aren't other clubs less... Um, why aren't other clubs lower down tr not trying to sign someone like this? Well, his contract... With a promise where, where, they, where he can play. His contract was up in the summer. Um, no, no, sure. But I, so I, 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 I fully get... But what I mean is, why isn't even a Newcastle or an Everton or any like mid-table team trying to spend £5 million on, be, a, on a guy who's probably the best player in the Championship? To be fair, Harvey Elliott's yeah. had a lot of game time. But, but again, you're now... So, but what I mean is, He's just, he's going into a packed squad. He is. But... In a position, is like, I, I don't, just, like like I said, great signing. I, I That's that's one of the things that annoys me about it. <laughs> but it's, it's just, I think it's a shrewd move from Liverpool. And I think it will, it will pay off and it's fix it. They are, they very quickly fixed. I think what was a huge problem in their squad mm. when everyone looked at that at their front line and said they're all they're probably all 31 now yeah they're all aging at the same time and since then they've gone and got Jota Diaz and Carvalho yeah and they have the the next um, the next generation to, to come through and they still got Origi for a couple more weeks <laughs> um, yeah, I think he will get plenty of game time. I mean, I think gradually over time, like you say, I think we're going to see Mane and Firmino go. Maybe one of them go this summer. Uh, and if Salah well, signs his contract, what I mean is he could like teams could have been ambitious. They could have gone a team like Everton, right? Could have yep. gone and, and tried to sign him for five million pounds. Hmm. They can match it financially. Mm -hmm. They could say to him that he's probably going to. He could probably. They could guarantee him probably more game time than than Liverpool can. But when and he's yeah, Everton's a bad example here because of the, what I'm going to say next. Mm -hmm. But another club say could then say and yeah and we'll happily sell you to Liverpool in two and a half years time, three years time for fifty million pounds. Mm. I just but. Although he might be going to although, okay, Newcastle, you said earlier on it. Although he's going to, he could have gone to Newcastle, uh, or theoretically he could have gone to Newcastle. Um, what's he going to learn from Eddie Howe and Joel Linton that he's not going to learn from Mo Salah and Jurgen Klopp? He, he might not be playing as much, but he's going to be getting the best quality coaching and uh, peer advice that there is in the world. I mean, yeah. So then you're you're taking the two different. You're essentially then taking, looking at that Man City argument between sort of, do you want to be Phil Foden or do you want to be Jadon Sancho? Yeah. And look, it worked out quite well for both of them. It did. It did, yeah. <laughs> there um, might be exceptions that prove the rule. Yeah, well look, speaking of Manchester City, Marco has reported that the Brazilian FA have offered Pep Guardiola £10 million a year to become Brazilian national team manager when uh, Cheech leaves the uh, role after the Qatar World Cup. Um... I can't really see that happening as yet. Can you guys? No. 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 Okay. No. I don't see Guardiola being someone that international football would suit. Yeah, he needs to be busy all the while, doesn't he? 
That as well, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the downtime would do him any good. No. But also, I don't think that he could fully implement his football in players that he sees so infrequently. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Ajax boss Eric Ten Hag looks to be the front runner for the Manchester United job. Um, he impressed in How a form- are they going to fuck this one up? <laughs> <laughs> he impressed in a formal interview with Fortnite ago and could be announced for the end of the season. Um, one factor could be the fact that compensation to Ajax is 1.7 million, but compensation to PSG for Pochettino would have been close to 15 million. Um, you wait for PSG to fire him. Well, yeah, there's that. Also, also, it, it is a lot easier to negotiate with with, with a, when you're negotiating with a club legend. Yes. <laughs> hey, Edwin, do you fancy doing us a favour? Um, lots of suggestions that Ruben Neves could be the first signing for. Um, That's why I read I read those same reports today. It'd be a great signing for Manchester United. I think he would as well. Yeah, very it's much so. It's a surprise that he's been at Wolves. As long as he has been, yeah. Uh, Brian fan... people, people saw it as a stepping stone club when he joined, and he's not out of status welcome. But you know what I mean, as in yeah. I mean, he's with him in the champions. People, surpassed people's expectations, considering he wasn't. He was. He was in. He played. He was in the championship. Yeah. Club, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Brighton fan Luke Reese uh, has been handed an indefinite ban after a conviction for shouting homophobic abuse uh, during the Arsenal <laughs> game on the second October. Imagine being a Brighton fan and chatting homophobic abuse. Well, yeah, I thought that as well. Um, Manchester City going to unveil a statue to Sergio Aguero on the 10th anniversary of his title-winning goal um, against QPR. David Silver and Vincent Company already have got statues. Uh, Diego Maradona's um, shirt that he wore during the Hand of God game is expected to fetch £4 million at auction. Uh, he swapped shirts after the, the game with uh, England's Steve Hodge, who has owned it, but as uh, the shirt has been on loan to the football uh, National Football Museum for the last 20 years. What a pension that would have been back in 1986 when he swapped that, eh? It must have, that's, that's a, some foresight, that is. That is. <laughs> that is about the closest any England player got to in that game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much so. I, I actually have more important Diego Maradona news. Okay. Um, Has he come back and is haunting you? Yes. Yes, through this information. <laughs> you wake um, up and he's sat at the end of your bed. Oh, my fucking god uh, <laughs> I'm actually not sure which is worse so um, there are there's a, a not insignificant group of Argentinians who would like Maradona's heart to be um, I guess mummified is the correct English word covered in gold and given to the best World Cup player in Qatar <laughs> What, like, sort of thing so Salt you, Bay would do? Just so you know. Really? Yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. I am no biological expert, but would his heart have not rotted away by now? Um, no, I don't think so. No? A- according to these people, mm-hmm. um, the Argentinian government are in possession of said heart, uh, oh. which is being preserved in a flat. <laughs> Who told them this? Matt Lefizio? <laughs> <laughs> they believe it would be a lucky charm. Oh, okay. A national team, my friends. Imagine being... Is, is Messi going to come out rubbing a heart on it like a, lucky rabbit, like a lucky rabbit? Stuff? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine wearing that round your neck after you've been awarded it like a medal. <laughs> um, of course... The amount of cocaine that man's taken apart <laughs> I've seen some punishment as well. That's going to be a big part, isn't it? It needs to be preserved in formaldehyde. It's just being preserved in liquid cocaine. What about his prosthetic penis? I mean, would that have been... You remember his penis, don't you, from his... Um, 
So that goes to the goal, the goalkeeper. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one is golden ball, haha, and one uh-huh. is golden. And you just decide which one gets. <laughs> of course, when England played that game, of course, the controversial circumstances. Steve Hodge didn't actually know how the hand the, the hand of God had scored. He thought it was a header, so he just shaked. He sort of shook Maradona's hand and got the shirt after the game. Uh, it was only when he got to the changing rooms and Terry Butcher, the England captain, was absolutely doing his nut about how Maradona scored the goal that he realised what happened and he hid the you know shirt. Should have been doing is, maybe he should have been doing his nut about how Peter Shilton got out jumped by a guy who's like five foot four. Uh, exactly, but yeah, so Steve Hodge, through fear of losing the shirt, um, uh, he um, he hid it under his pile of clothes and kept it away from Terry Butcher. Um, Maradona. I imagine if they'd had like a bonfire. <laughs> when um, when Maradona came to England a few years ago, when he was still uh, Sergio Aguero's father-in-law, um, he went on a tour of a few grounds. So he went to sort of Manchester United, and uh, he went to um, Rangers. And places like that and um terry butcher said if he comes here i wouldn't i won't shake hands with him and maradona had to ask who terry butcher was and someone said he's like one of those six players you ran past for that second goal <laughs> there so, is nothing more ice cold than having saying he had to ask who he was well that was the thing with pep guardiola and stan collymore as well stan collymore criticized him and then pep said well who is he <laughs> Uh, it's it's such a great insult. Yeah. Even it, it's even better if you if you it's if it's I almost like it more if it would be disingenuous. What if you actually knew who they were, but you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, want, I, want, I want Pep to know full well who Stan Connemore is. <laughs> just, uh, sorry, who are you? Have you ever seen the um, the documentary? And then, and then, then what I want is someone near him just to mention Eureka Johnson's name. <laughs> and for him to go, ah, oh, yeah. You, you're a wifey or a woman beater. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Has anyone seen the um, the footage of Garlinico when he met, uh, when he went out to Buenos Aires and met Diego Maradona? He shook his hands and says, which hand was it? And Maradona showed him the hand and it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sweet. Jesse, a couple of Adoras this week. So the group stage wins, it was first week, uh, group stage wins for uh, Palmeiras and uh, Red Bull brand uh, Baratino. They beat Nacional. Uh, Deportivo Cali beat Boca Juniors 2-0. Uh, Alliance Lima lost 1-0 at home to River. Uh, always ready, Adam. They beat Corinthians 2-0. Um, Are you saying this group, is this just like one big no, these, group? No, no, no. Some these... of them play, some of them. and there's, that's Because if they don't do it that way, it's a mental... Way no, these are lots of different Are groups. you telling me they have individual small groups? Yes, like Champions League. What, like it's... Yeah, but that's like... that. What? It's not the 90s, guys. Come on. What are you about to insult? No, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to cleverly insult the, the European Champions League's new format. I don't think he is. I think he's trying to diss the Copa Libertadores by saying it's a bit tin pot. I know. I have a question. How many Red Bulls are there in the world? Uh, I think there's fewer Red Bullses than there are Cities. The uh, sort of Manchester City affiliates. Yeah, but um, oh, oh. are we talking just in my fridge or just in the whole <laughs> world? <laughs> but Jesse, that they are the yeah. fixtures I want to talk about. I want to talk about colon of uh, Argentina two Panaro one. I mean, morally, you won the game because you had the five, by far and away the better goal. Yes, yes, we did. And who scored it? Uh, Cepellini. Oh, nice job! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only got that because that was an Italian sort of phrase. He's I could do that. He practiced when he said it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't understand where he managed to fit that practice in, but he's done it. It sounds like Mario Cipollini, the cyclist. Must, was... At some point, he must have gone on mute and just said over, 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 over and over to himself a long time. Uh, called call Georgia into us. <laughs> how would you say this? Um, morally, you won then, Jesse, because you have by far and away the better goal. But realistically, you didn't because you had two terrible defensive errors and lost two one. I have to go. Oh, did you also go full PSG? Uh, no. Well, no. no. The, the fullback forgot that there might be an attacking player for the first goal Look. behind him. Okay. Listen. Listen. Mm-hmm. We've all done that. Let me just explain something. Mm-hmm. First of all. Hmm never lose morally mm-hmm. but also we have had a lot of turnovers mm-hmm. there have been a lot of ins and outs emotionally we're in a tenuous place mm-hmm. we've lost are you saying there's a fragile South American psyche running through your team yes it's what, my... what happened did, did, the, did the collective girlfriend break up with this team or something no <laughs> we've lost, we've lost three of our of our boys to other teams were still feeling their loss mm-hmm. and our goalkeeper just came back from injury and we're just like we're going through some things right now does that explain how for the second goal uh, no penalty defenders decided to head the ball and they decided to leave that guy unmarked well, if you head the ball it hurts your head and they're already sad chris oh okay yeah. Is that why they left that uh, colon striker uh, stood on the penalty spot all by himself, giving time to sort of chest and volley? You know what? We just wanted to give him an opportunity. He doesn't need to play very often. Boy, did you. And they were being COVID secure. That's right. (laughs) Fair enough. Right, who wants to talk about Matt Matissier? Ideally, More than I want to talk about Colon. Should we move on from Matt Matissier? No, because I want to flag him off. Go on then. (laughs) The man's an absolute cretin. So for anyone that... I thought this for a long time, and I'm still angry about how he managed to have a career in the media for so long after he admitted to betting on himself, but yet Kieran Trippier and Daniel Sturridge get month-long, multiple-month bans because their brothers or their mates tried to bet on them joining the wrong club. Yeah, I think any justice for Kieran Trippier. After you guys explained the situation I mean you should be allowed to tell your friends where you're moving so that's they not what he's in... they need no these, these are just these are other problems that I've got against Matt Matizio. so what's he, done, what's he done this week what he's done this week is continued his um, long held opinion of sharing um, uh, whack job conspiracy theories <laughs> on the internet about what well, this one was about how Russia aren't committing war crimes, apparently. He's so a big anti-vaxxer. He's a big anti-vaxxer. He's anti-Covid. He's oh. pro-Brexit. Because you, you uh-huh. all of these things, will, there's a Venn diagram and it's a fucking circle. Cool, cool. But about Russia. So he thinks that murdering a whole bunch of people and probably using poison, is that falls under under what exactly? Uh, he thinks it, it didn't happen. He thinks the media's oh, lying. I- Love those people. Yeah. Cool. So it's like when my ex um, landlord thought that the moon landing was filmed um, in a TV station in I'm LA. I'm just gonna Google Matt Letizia moon landing. Yes. 
do that. That's very enjoyable. <laughs> do you both know the story about Neil Armstrong and his next door neighbour in the moon? Did was his next door neighbour my old landlord? No, apparently the story goes that his next door neighbour, uh, he's like called Mister. He had like a Polish name. He's like Mister Kapowski or something like that. Neil Armstrong, when he was about five years old, was playing baseball with his mate, and the ball landed in Mister Kapowski's garden. And he went to pick the ball up, and he could hear Mr. and Mrs. Kapowski arguing. And she was shouting, sex, sex, I'll give you sex when the kid next door walks on the moon. And when Neil Armstrong was on the moon, uh, one of the things he said was, that's for you, Mr. Kapowski. And he never revealed uh, who Mr. Kapowski was until he'd passed away, so he wouldn't embarrass him. That's very cute. <laughs> uh, right, shall we go to the Premier League? Um, oh, you're still looking at Matthew Letizia, aren't you? Yeah, well, maybe the problem might be that he uh, he probably thinks the Earth is flat. So whether he even believes in the moon. Oh, yeah, that that could also be a thing. Yeah. Well, he's had to step aside from his role as a Southampton ambassador today, hasn't he? Or yesterday? He, yesterday, yeah. So basically, what, Jesse, he's yeah, a what, sorry. What could possibly be worse? Like, what was the one thing that tipped it? He the war crimes. It, yeah. It took the war crimes. Oh, Someone, yeah. even though, even when he started saying about how the vaccination was uh, gonna, like how he was anti-vaccine, anti-COVID vaccine, and that was all fine. And um, this was the this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, so he basically, some he retweeted or put a, like a sort of quote tweet with an arrow pointing down to somebody else's tweet who said uh, the media lied about vaccines, the media lied about something else, but you believe the media about the mass graves in Russia, and yeah, that was the the thing. Wow. And then he deleted it, but then um, essentially, put, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, put that with a that with an email or with a, a following tweet saying, "I deleted that last tweet because like the snowflakes mi intentionally misunderstood what I was <laughs> yeah. trying to say." Yeah. There we go. Uh, right, Premier League. So on Friday, Newcastle versus Wolves, eight o'clock on Sky. Newcastle uh, have won their last three at home. Um, in all 13 games played between these two teams, um, there's always been a goal. There's never been a clean sheet. Uh, how safe are uh, both? Uh, is Newcastle now? Are they pretty much safe? The bookmakers think they're safe. Yeah, okay. Like 150 to 1 to go down. All right. Uh, Jesse, what do you reckon is going to happen in this game? I mean, does anybody really care about Newcastle? Dave does on the Sunday show. Oh, sorry, Dave. Yeah, but does he does he care right now? Like now, they're not in danger. No, probably he's not. Just wait, he's just waiting till he till they can till they can spend more of that sweet sweet blood money. Oh, who yeah. saw the new the Sunderland fans get upset this week? Again, what do they have to? They... So Sam Fender, you, are you aware of Sam Fender, Jesse? A, a man named after a guitar. Uh, well, yes, he's a singer, and he plays guitar. And he plays guitar. He's a he's a young lad who's a sort of quite up and coming singer over here. And he's from Newcastle, uh, and he played. Is that a real good last name then, though. Yeah, well, nominative determinism. Yeah, so he um, he played a gig at Newcastle. It was like a homecoming gig for him the other day, and there were lots of sort of Newcastle fans there. You know, our boys back, so they were wearing um, Newcastle shirts, and they were waving black and white flags and all this sort of thing. Um, and Kieran Trippery was there and he was saying where are you Sunderland fans look at this and um, and lots of Sunderland fans getting upset saying you know I wouldn't have how can I go to a, a gig like that with all that Newcastle stuff going on um, yeah lots of Sunderland does, fans get very upset the Man United fans well, they can't. Did Man United fans like not go to see Oasis? Well, as this was all go as this was all going off, someone tweeted the next day. As this was all going off. Someone tweeted that um, 
this has never happened. I've never seen such tribalism at a football match before. This has never happened with any other band. And I thought, well, what about Oasis? <laughs> they were but, literally. You know, but there's a difference between being. But was the. Tri- like, uh, it's a... But Man United, I'm imagining there's a lot of people in Manchester who are Man United fans who still like Oasis. Yeah, but the, the, um, someone found a photo of the Manchester. Uh, of when Oasis played the old Manchester oh, City ground in 96 when they were wearing Manchester City shirts. It's like, well, they're pretty much associated with football. Yes, but I think what they're more talking about is not... They're not talking about Sam Fender's... Sam Fender sort of pinning his colours to the Newcastle mast, but they're more talking about the fan reaction... Okay, of, yeah. ...of football fans yes. to that. I don't think that, from my understanding, I don't think that... I think that people in Manchester were, in general, there's that sort of, a lot of them wouldn't have liked them, but there'll be that pride in, in Manchester, the, the Manchester music scene, regardless of whether the people involved were City or United fans. Mm. I don't think that United fans didn't go see Oasis and City fans didn't go and see the Stone Roses. Yeah. No, I Do Arsenal have any problematic... Um, rock star fans that I need to know about. I think Idris Elba's an Arsenal fan, isn't he? Of course, he, I don't think you he's... You know what? They I play, they play Sweet Caroline after the, after the game. That's problematic. Sly... <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 oh, God, what's his name? Film director. Film. Sure, you've Oliver, Not right. Oliver Stone. There's no, there's not Spike Lee. Directors. Spike Lee's an Arsenal fan. Spike Lee's a Knicks fan. We're fine. We're all good. Okay. Uh, Adam, how do you reckon this game's going to go? Um, I, I've generally forgotten who the other team are. It's New, Newcastle <laughs> Wolves. <laughs> um, I think Newcastle. What's the form like, Chris? Tell me the form. Uh, Wolves have won three out of four. Yeah, that's half of the form. Uh huh. Newcastle lost their last three. Right, so Wolves then. Okay. Uh, Saturday, twelve thirty. Uh, Everton versus Manchester United BT Sports. Uh, Frankie's complaining about the schedule because they played three times in a week. Um, <laughs> Manchester United won thirty-seven games against Everton. Uh, the most they've won against Everton uh, anybody is thirty-eight against Spurs. Jesse. Um, Lads. <laughs> Lads, it's Spurs. Lads, it's Tottenham. Uh, Richardson is Everton's top scorer at home this season with three goals. Although he's not scored. Although he's not. Sco- <laughs> Although he's not scored at home since December. <laughs> he's, got two, he's got two goals in the game yesterday. He's got three goals at home. Yeah. Oh, uh, we are just as garbage innocent as we are away. So he's, not, he's the top scorer at home and he's not scored at home for four months. Amazing. <laughs> uh, Everton lost four out of five. United have drawn two, one, two, lost one of their last five. United can't mess this up, can they? Um, impossible. You've got this. We've got... You've got fuck all. I get the feeling that I get the feeling that whoever scores in this game will do so by accident. <laughs> I can't see it any other way. Uh, Jesse, what do you reckon? I I am gonna just wish for Adam to have all the best things. Okay. Um, Arsenal versus. I I'm, I'm so not into watching this game that instead of watching this game, I'm going to um, to the International Astronomy Photographer of the Year exhibition. Are you? 
Yeah. That sounds really much more fun. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'd rather go there. Yeah, I've got a fun story for how I um, stole from the Natural History Museum um, last weekend for you, but um, I'm not I'm not willing to <laughs> publish the details of that out loud because... Oh, okay. Bayern Munich are playing at 2.30 on... Crimes might have been committed. Bayern Munich are playing at 2.30 on Saturday. Yeah, blackout though, isn't it? Uh, yes, I guess it was. Well, no, not if you got bet. Not if you got the bet three six five app like me. I think you'll find it is still blackout. I, don't oh, I think you. Well, I think you'll find I'll be watching German football on Saturday afternoons. Oh. Yeah. Um. Was the, was the comment was the commentary or did they not bother? No, it's commentary. Was it, was it in English? <laughs> so in English then as well. Yeah, it wasn't in foreign. They bothered. Uh, they bothered. <laughs> yeah. Arsenal versus Brighton at three o'clock. Arsenal have lost their last. Oh, sorry, Arsenal's last three versus Brighton. They've um, won two and drawn one and got three clean sheets. Arsenal. Didn't I tell you that Arsenal could do anything. You did. Arsenal as well. They've only lost one out of twenty-eight at home uh, on a Saturday at three o'clock. But that was in June twenty twenty to Brighton. Does that mean anything, Jesse? <laughs> Two o'clock on a Wednesday, how close to the seashore? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arsenal have lost two out of three. Brighton have uh, drawn one and lost four of their last five, so neither of these are really in any form. I think that Arsenal will um, bounce back. Yeah, I think Arsenal have to after that one. Yeah, okay. Uh, Southampton versus Chelsea at three o'clock. Uh, Chelsea have won four out of five, although they lost that last weekend to Brentford and of course they lost in midweek Southampton lost 3 out of 4 um, they drew last weekend to Leeds I think I've spoken in the past haven't I Adam about how Southampton does appear to be a very streaky team they either win 5 or lose 5 in a row or something yeah and Ross was very disparaging about them after having watched this game um, the, them playing against Leeds at the last weekend yes he was wasn't he um, so you would think that perhaps they are likely to carry on their streaky one of four form and um, Chelsea are going to uh, come out of this slight hoodoo they were in because otherwise you'll be seeing sort of Chelsea in crisis on the pitch yeah as well as off it uh, Jesse Ew. have we seen them have like consistency in a while who Chelsea yeah. Um, they were very consistent up until the the international break sort of has now made them consistently lose. But before that, <laughs> before that, I think before Sorry, last weekend, before, Good before last weekend, I think they had they they have won their last five Premier League games. Mm. I feel like even in one match they're not consistent. Yeah, yeah especially especially if Thomas Tuchel gets the tactics wrong again for forty five minutes. Tom Stuckel's going through divorce at the moment, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Maybe that's oh. playing on his mind at work. Hey, Tommy. Maybe. And um, potential. I wonder whether N'Golo Kante is fit because he was taken off at half-time in the game on, in, in midweek and you would think that you're probably only taking Kante off if he's injured. Hmm. I have no... I've not bothered to do any sort of reading and back or research to distinguish whether he is or is not fit and expected to play but it's a question mark okay um 
Next game is Watford versus Leeds at 3 o'clock. Watford have lost their last eight home games of the Premier League. Uh, Jack Harrison scored six goals in 2022, um, twice as many as any other Leeds player. Uh, Watford lost three out of four. Leeds have got seven points from their last three, uh, from the last nine games available. So um, they're coming into form at quite a convenient time for avoiding relegation, aren't they, Adam? They have had a new manager bounce, haven't they? They have, haven't they? They have. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. They. They will. They're, they're probably only a handful of points away from fully being clear of that I don't think I don't think they are really in any danger because the teams below them are incapable of putting any sort of streak together um uh Watford are terrible just yeah. Watford are probably as bad as Norwich but people are blinded by how bad Norwich are but Watford are bad um Jesse seems like some Americans can manage in the Premier League some one with my name <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you, saying, you, you think that's the link yes no actually <laughs> I'm actually not considering hiring you are you saying it's not I well I'm not I'm not saying anything of the sort I say sounds like he is wow. he's been disparaging the Copa Libertadores and now you personally <laughs> I... Look, just because Jesse and I have got I've got Got stuff in the diary doesn't mean you have to start trying to drive a wedge. <laughs> It'll be a frosty meeting between you two, won't it? <laughs> Just because Adam and I usually spend all our time together, pitch side. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. When I get hired, Adam is going to be my number two. Um, <laughs> job out of this as well, Chris. Now, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. You know, do I think he should have maybe spent a little more time at? Red Bull number one in New York before going to Red Bull number 107 in Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good. So we're saying that, that so New York Red Bulls are Red Bull number one. Yes. New York oh. everything is number one. I'm sorry. I'm feeling I'm feeling the lack of bagels very hard this month. <laughs> so. do, do I need to? Bring, I can bring bagels. I'm having a lot of homesickness. I can I can bring them. Tell me where where I need to go. Oh my God. <laughs> Adam, yeah. fuck Jesse Marsh. You're the best one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what else have we got? Um, Aston Villa versus Spurs, half past five on Sky. So uh, Spurs won their last six at Villa Park. Uh, Villa uh, last week, oh, last beat Spurs, or oh, sorry, last one at home against Spurs in 2008. Um, <laughs> Villa have lost their last okay. three. Spurs, crisis, what crisis? You won three out of four. Um, yeah, do we love that Stevie Bergwijn, now his only job is to come on late and score a late goal? That's <laughs> not bad, is it? That's not a bad job if you can get it, is it? No. It's like kind of fantastic. Um, I think we're going to be fine because Villa has been shit. Mm-hmm. You going to stick your chest out and say it? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, so... Sorry, go You don't, I don't. No, okay, fair enough. Uh, Sunday then, Brentford versus West Ham, 2 o'clock. Um, Brentford have got 11 points from London derbies this season. Um, and a bit of Christian Eriksen stats. He, uh, he's won all three games he started with Brentford. 
Uh, and for Brentford, he's completed the most passes uh, since he's uh, come back. That's 111. He's got most passes into the box, 26. Um, and he's created the most chances, which is five as well. Uh, the turnaround in form is uh, no small part down to him, is it, guys? Does anybody else feel like they're watching a movie about him when they're watching him? Like, it's just kind of incredible that we all watched him basically die, and now we're watching him just, like, not only play, but play well. What's incredible is the fact that I hadn't noticed until I caught up with my David Squires reading on, on my lunch break today. Is that, David bloody um, Squires again. He played in, um, he, he played only the other day for Denmark in Copenhagen on the very pitch. Bored. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, but imagine having to sit there and, and literally be able to see the spot where you almost died. I actually wondered while I was watching that whether it was harder for his teammates. Because I don't know, I tend to faint at inconvenient moments, and it's maybe bad. you get maybe you get the other side of it, and you get you're just in if, if anything you're in the it's a joyous occasion because you you get right, but I wonder like you know when like if if you've ever fainted, you're never aware of it, but it's always harder on the people who have to see it. And, yeah, you know, like they had to relive what they were going through. True. 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 David Squires is not going to ever acknowledge you in his life. You know that, don't you? I told you I've, I've spoken to him, Chris. <laughs> was that why you were at Stamford Bridge, was it? Yeah, no, he's, he lives in Australia. Everyone who knows David, Davey knows that. <laughs> Squires-y. He's a big fan of the, of the A-League. That's what we were talking about. You yeah. know what he does is colour in. That's all his job is. Well, I'm going to tell him when you said that. <laughs> Uh, in fact, I'm gonna. In fact, I'm gonna WhatsApp him. Right <laughs> are you in a WhatsApp? Are you the? Are you in a Guardian WhatsApp group? Are you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Leicester versus Crystal Palace at two o'clock. Leicester and beaten. I'm the admin though, so I kick out all of the rubbish ones. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. That's so he works for the Racing Post and that Jordan guy. <laughs> Don't you like the Racing Post guy? I quite like him. Uh, I hate him. The one that talks about meat all the while. Yeah. Oh, you must have hated today's edition then. I haven't listened to today's one yet. Is it today or yesterday he was on? Um, I don't always listen to all of them, though. I tend to look and see who's on and think, no. Oh, do you? No, I, I always listen. Is Jonathan Wilson involved? Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, I don't have to look, because obviously, obviously, old Johnny W, t t he tells me ahead of time. I can't believe you're in a WhatsApp group with all these Guardian football podders, and they've never invited you on. Or do no, you, no, no. you refuse to go on because you're so loyal to us? You're loyal to us, yeah. You keep I'm it a real. <laughs> okay, Leicester versus Crystal I Palace. I signed an exclusive contract with Ross <laughs> back in 2000, back in 2011. <laughs> and I, I forgot to get a lawyer to look over, and here I am. <laughs> uh, Leicester versus Palace. Leicester unbeaten in five versus Palace, uh, but oh, Palace. Is that the game at four o'clock? No. Oh, is there two games? Because you were talking about one with West Ham. There's three games at two o'clock, and only one of them is on Sky. Which one's on Sky? Uh, Norwich Burnley. <laughs> okay. Do you know what's good about this period? Is this is when I work out when I'm going to the gym. Okay. And that is when I'm going to the gym. I guess Norwich Burnley has got more riding on it than um, Brentford West Ham or Le Leicester Palace. Well, Norwich aren't going to do me a solid. Hmm. And so it's just going to depress me as well. <laughs> like... 
So what's in it for me? I'll go to the gym. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, we'll go straight on to... Leg day would be less painful than watching that. Uh, we'll go straight on to Manchester City then. Manchester City home to Liverpool, half past four on Sky. Um, City's, <laughs> City's last 12 at home against Liverpool. They won seven, drawn four and lost one. Liverpool haven't won at uh, the Etihad since November 2015 in the league. Um, Liverpool have won their last eight, 10, which includes eight clean sheets. Uh, Man City's last five, they have won three, drawn one and lost one. Um, what else have I got? Uh, Phil Foden scored his last three against Liverpool. Lots of Liverpool fans are upset at the choice of officials because... Paul Tierney. Grow up. Oh, wait, exactly. Paul Tierney's the referee. Uh, he's from Wigan, I think, and I think the VAR official is from Altrincham. And Liverpool fans. Liverpool fans are upset because they come from Greater Manchester. I mean, uh, I... are they, are they suggesting? Are they suggesting that they're the victims of some sort of? some sort of injustice here well i think so i did google uh, I, I looked went to wikipedia and looked at a list of football clubs from in greater manchester and there's a, like a good 20 or so yeah too many if anything yeah, they should be cooled down to just two um yeah. so yeah so i don't think we have to worry about some sort of player bias no right so a wider point i would say about this is and i wonder whether this is because it had for a long time kind of been accepted that um that it kind of felt like it was Man City's title, but I am very surprised at the fact that we have two two teams at the top of the table, level on points, and I don't really feel like we're making a big... We've only how many games left? Seven, eight games? Yeah. And I feel like we're not making a big deal as a collective out of the fact that we have a massive title race going on. Uh, no, it sort of sneaked up upon us, hasn't it? But it's not even it's not even like now it's sneaked up on us we're like oh where did that come from wow title race mm. it's kind of like we're just going, oh, oh, oh. I love that Probably noise some... you could do that again so... that would be great well, uh, uh. yeah thank you <laughs> some sort of title race going on oh. <laughs> uh, if Manchester like convenience almost if Manchester City win this game will there still be a title race on yes yeah, yeah. But you're within three points of a team. There's still a title race on. Okay. So even if City win, then that's it. You know, we we we've still got a race on. Yeah. Right. And over the last three years, mm. both of these teams, at periods of, for long periods, have demonstrated that they are capable of going on long, sustained, incredible runs. So. Um, I don't have. Um, so how many games are left, Chris? Uh, both teams got eight games left to play. So after this, there'll be seven games left. Yeah. Now, it's it's not an impossible. I don't see it as a crazy world where both of those teams win all seven of those games. Uh, I don't know their fixtures. Liverpool's still going to play Man United, I know. And yeah, but they but they can beat. They can and regularly have recently beaten Manchester United. I'm not saying they won't have. A challenging game or two in there hmm. but look at what they did what was the season the season before Liverpool won the title when Man City won by a point yes Manchester they City both had went on, their run-ins they both went like on crazy long unbeaten streaks at the end of the season 
Yeah, one thing I will say, uh, and I'm only looking at Liverpool, so I haven't seen Man City's yet, but we are on the 7th of April now, and Liverpool have still got six games left to play in April. Uh, so the fixtures do start to pile up, don't they? And maybe that might have some yes, sort of Yes, but effect. these teams also have the biggest squads, which is why I'm also so hungry at the Premier League for um, for agreeing to next season have five substitutes. Why? Because... I don't understand why 14 teams who voted for this have decided to stack the odds in the favour of the bigger clubs even more. Well, everyone gets to make five. Everyone's got a squad and everyone can make more substitutions. What's what's wrong with yes, that? Yes, but do you... If you so... If you are playing your best 11 players mm-hmm. and you've got five other players that you can play, do you think the 16th... Be- like, do you think the drop-off in quality from your best player to your 16th best player is more substantial at Liverpool or at Burnley well that's a that's a, a cow's opinion it's a bit of a moot point because it, you've got players in different positions so at best they're, they're going to be sort of like third or fourth choice players not 16th choice right okay but you, okay so again the other argument is then that's fine but can Manchester City can bring on players of the calibre that wouldn't that Burnley don't even have. Yeah, but that's all relative. Burnley have still got a squad, and they've still got a squad of twenty-five players, and they can bring on. You know, by it's only natural that Manchester City are going to have better players than Burnley. But yeah, but don't so don't let them play more of them. Yeah, but then Burnley get more choice to bring on some of their players and affect the game as well. I don't see the issue. Also, it ruins the game. That's the other issue. I hear what you're both getting at, but also I think like, and this is probably not the point of the five subs, but I think just in terms of player safety, it, it might hopefully help. Um, especially in a year where they're playing a fucking World Cup in November. Um, and so we know the players are going to be stretched a little more thin. And who knows what, who's going to be, in, you know, have what strain of COVID. Like, I think hopefully managers will just think about... I think that becomes slightly poorly quickling at that point. I don't think so. I mean, look. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but maybe we we're should. All entitled, we're all entitled to our opinion. I mean, but it will change. The, it will change the game, and, and it constantly says, "Look at how I know that Chris hates rugby." I don't hate rugby. I quite like rugby. I just don't like I rugby love, fans. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm the biggest rugby fan of all of us. <laughs> but look at how. Look at the. the I know that there is a completely different, a different sport, and maybe it's not a, a fair parallel. But look at the huge the actual damaging effect that it's had in rugby in the other way in the fact that in rugby it's allowed players to it's allowed all the lots of players who used to be 12 stone to now be 18 stone because they don't have to be conditioned to run around for 80 minutes because you can bring on eight subs yeah but that's like amateur sports isn't it you can't really take your cue from there I also just think that we've all we've all watched enough international friendlies where the game becomes massively disjointed because you can make too many changes. Mm. 
I think it ruins the flow of the game. I think you can only make them at certain times, though. I don't mean the frequency of the changes. I just mean it in general, changing that many players. Yeah, okay. Um, right, have you given your predictions for this game, guys? Oh, I, don't, I genuinely don't know. Man City, isn't it? You're just saying that because... <laughs> Pessimistic. Yeah, well, you're trying to... You're, you're trying to sort of jinx yourself and sort of... When you try and do that to yourself, you you don't deserve to properly be jinxed. I don't think you actually think Man City. Uh, I, I couldn't possibly say for fear of jinxing it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the double jinx. Yeah, the jinxers become the jinxies. Yeah. I genuinely don't know. I think it'll be a very interesting game. I look forward to watching it. Yeah. Jesse? I don't know. I don't know. I think... I also think this could go either way. Okay. So, nobody knows. Nobody knows anything, Chris. That's what we've established. Well, that's that true. true. We're this here is like last week's show when we were just uh, making great predictions left, right, and centre. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Uh, anyone get any of the business tool? No, I mean, I already told you about Maryland Park, so... Yeah. yeah I think, and I think I've, I've dragged this on for too long already. Okay, right. So we, we, could talk about, we could talk about Kevin De Bruyne's goal again in the Man City game if you want. No, okay. Um, yeah, Phil, and how good Phil Foden was. Yeah, the man that's in Austin football goal, 50 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Says he's shit. <laughs> okay, so we're Man of the Post, part of the uh, Man of the Post network. You can find us at Man of the Post on Twitter and Instagram. You can give us a like on Facebook as well. Uh, Dave and Ali and Simon will be back on Monday to review the games that we've been previewing. Um, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher or Acast, which is where you get all your episodes and all your future episodes will fall automatically in your inbox if you give them a like and subscribe. Any reviews we get of the five stars, we absolutely adore because it pushes us further up the, uh, the algorithms or whatever podcast app you're on. Uh, Jesse, how do they he's follow... Looked up, he's looked up the word algorithm. He doesn't know what that means. I've got to be honest, I heard it in my kid's homework this week. <laughs> <laughs> was, and... it in was, it, was, it in, was it in Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got read them all. <laughs> uh, Jesse, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? <laughs> um, they bring me some bagels, and then they can follow me wherever they want. Okay, uh, Adam, they can't follow you anymore, can they? They can't. No. Brilliant. Right, you can follow me at Cetchingham. What? How do I follow you? You can follow me at Cetchingham seventy seven. Uh, guys, thank you ever so much. You're thank welcome. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Mm-hmm.